Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pool Box Pals podcast. I am Monk, and here with me is, I feel like I've said this before, and I definitely have the ever-charming and the always lovely Mark. How you doing over there, buddy? Sorry, who? Who are you describing? You, you <laughs> oh. luscious, beautiful man, you. Sorry, I'm a... Uh... Are you posting on the internet? Are you letting people know about this fine podcast being live right now? I sure am. I am super distracted by this at the moment. I'll get to it. But um, (laughs) well, yeah, they say about social media, it kills. Super, just it does. I mean, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure it does. That's a hundred percent true. But anyways, how's how's your social media treating you? By social media, I mean your real life. Oh yeah. Well, uh, my uh, so my. My social my social reel i don't know uh, i don't know <laughs> my real media my real media yeah reality um, media no it's pretty good man um yeah i like i like the i'm kind of liking where i'm at with the community around here and nice. uh, yeah. how's the weather out there let's let's talk about weather uh right now it's like uh sunny with some overcast clouds and uh Classic. let's see how Let's see. And it's a, uh, oh man, I, I need to do these again. I have this uh, weather app called Carrot. If anybody yeah. else has it, I'm sure they love it as much as I do. Oh. But you can actually like do a newscast for the day and like send it to your friends. I'm going to send one to you tomorrow. <laughs> really? Actually, no, let's just do this right now here. Oh, weather. this is going to be just fun. Do this. Live All on right. the podcast. Here we go. Okay. Three, two, one. Hmm, I'm Brock Thorson with the weather for Corvallis. Currently, it's 69 degrees and lucky us, it's partly sunny. It's going to be mostly moony tonight with a low of 55. Tomorrow, partly clear skies with a high of 76. Up (laughs) next, is energy vampire draining your life force? We will tell you the warning signs. Yeah, that was wow. I think you might have you might have picked the wrong career, my friend. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, you could be a news uh, caster person. You have the face. Yeah, <laughs> you got a nice. To- I totally. I non-threatening so have the face. weatherman face. It's just yeah. You're killer. in good shape. You could point at like things. Here, I'm, I'm putting it up in my uh, in my posts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, not there. In my reels. That thing there in the weather. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be in my reels for Mad Nerdy, so anybody can watch that as much as they want. All right. Well. There's a plug for uh, Mark's Instagram. Go over there and check out. Trying to Mad trying to become Instagram. a trying to become a Wednesday afternoon weatherman. Maybe you should like do your polls like that. Just be like, and this week we've got uh, <laughs> Mandalorian number four, and uh, oh, there Chal- it is. Challenge There's accepted. The- All right, Challenge. I'm I'm excited to see next week's uh, uh, reel from you where you pretend to be a weatherman. But Mark, right. what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, today I got the uh, Freiheit from uh, Wayfinder Brewing. It is a fest beer. It is Oktoberfest at the moment. Oh, there and, you go. Uh, I will be working Oktoberfest at Common Fields here in town this weekend. So if anybody listening wants to see me on Friday or Saturday, that's where I will be. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, buddy, I, I'd hate to let you down, so I'm not going to. I've got a good old brisk just sitting here waiting to be consumed. I would, I would expect not, nothing nothing less from you. No, 
No, I so we have a local tea called Gears Gears Iced Tea. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's great. We don't have a local iced tea here that I know no, of. We, we do. And uh, I was thinking about it's like one of my favorite teas, and I was thinking about getting one earlier. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's Wednesday night. It's pool box pals time. That means it's time for your boy to drink a brisk. And feel that's that brisk, nice baby. That's brisk, baby. That's comic, baby. Maybe that's what our, <laughs> our tagline should be at the end. That's brisk, baby. <laughs> um, I like I like the that's comics, baby. That we can right, do that. Maybe we'll do that. Com we'll see that, if we remember. We'll we'll see. But uh, what's the first thing we do on this podcast besides chin wag for a little bit? Uh, well, I mean, we always show off our beverages, which uh, we just did, <laughs> and then done. we we get into our polls. And uh, it is episode twenty four, which means it's Heck an yeah. even number, and even numbers mean that I go first. That's right. And our good buddy Carl says, "What's up?" And up, uh, Carl, Carl, we're about to tell you what's up. We're going to tell you that Mark got some pretty cool comics. Carl commented on our uh, one of our I think maybe it was my post about my pools and uh, he did a good one. Yeah, and, no, I, I saw that he had a, um, a one that I got as well. So, uh, wow, at least all... at least at least one. Yeah, I can just read it off real quick. It's Night of the Ghoul. Number one, Dark Rides. Number one, Gotham City. Year one. Number one, Never mm -hmm. Ender. Number five. Mind, uh, MGMT, bootleg number four, Hulk Ooh. number nine, and Batman 128, which I think we both got, right? Uh, you know, uh, you know, oh. I haven't actually, I haven't actually added that one to my uh pull list at my shop, uh, but me it either. gives me an excuse to be like, oh, I gotta go back to the comic shop. So <laughs> I, I haven't added it either. And this week, when I was checking out the my comic book, I was like, oh, Batman, huh? You're gonna finally check out Batman, and I'm like. I've been doing this for a while. I've been on this run for a bit, but uh, yeah, it's my actually, fourth one. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, Carl said it that the reason why I'm on Batman is I mean, everyone's getting Zdarsky. He's yeah. like all over Batman, right? He's just hey. like doing multiple things. Zdarsky, yeah, yes, sir. Nice. Um, but yeah, well, let's get into our polls, huh? Let's do it. All right. So uh, brisk, baby, get some brisk. Baby. Number one here is uh, Mandalorian. Number four. Nice. Followed by I'm pretty excited about this. I really enjoyed the uh, first issue. Uh, so this is issue two of Minor mm. Threats. I was thinking about picking that up. I saw it in my my shop and I was just like, mm, I'm going to let Mark do that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no it problem. is mine. It is mine. <laughs> oh, God, uh, my hands off shock shop number two also came out from dark horse nice and then i also got number three of survival street which nice. uh you know Go i read it, i i ended up reading issue two and then issue one and then issue two so. right yeah um so yeah i'm actually i'm pretty stoked for number three and then i got issue number three of dead lucky mm. that one is i believe image yep and this one, uh, this is, here's one that I forgot. So I added this one uh, because the comic book shop manager, she had recommended this series to me. And so I read the first uh, arc that came out for it. And this is the follow up one uh, called uh, Blood for Blood, but it's mm. Gun Honey, Blood for Blood. So that's from uh, that's the hard case crime from uh, Titan Books. Jeez, that's that's a new name. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not new. It's it's been around. Has it? Time. Yeah. 
they uh oh they goodness. do the uh the star wars insider i believe is what something that they release really yeah well, i think that's i guess right. i'm a fool uh and then i got number uh what is number four of illusion witch and mm. notice i noticed this when i was checking out what's that say behemoth not anymore oh no, so, uh, no. So, so i can't read it that well sumerian sumerian yeah they're what? changing their name apparently really yeah. oh my goodness i really like behemoth or, i do too well now yeah. sumerian but sumerian's uh, not bad yeah they're both uh, words you can find in the bible depending on your translation yeah fun fact that, that is true and uh then i got uh sort of azrael number three nice there's six issues of that and then the one in common that i have with our buddy carl gotham city year one number one wow so is that so, like the birth of gotham what is that so yeah let me tell let me tell you a little bit about that huh Go All right, I'm so, gonna sit right um, here. So this this is my favorite fact of of this uh, this new series. Um, so Tom Tom King is the writer. Tom King has done quite a bit of Batman. I'm sure Carl can mm-hmm. attest to that. I he did. Uh, I think it was one day one bad day for the Riddler, like Batman one bad day. You know that series right. that's going on. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, he did he did at least the Riddler one, and I got that. But he is an Eisner award winning author so that you got that going. That's but also I, this, I kind of researched him and I went down a little uh, rabbit hole and I did not know this about him, but he is an ex CIA officer. Oh my. And it, Oh, and he's writing Batman comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, hey, I mean, what do you no, I just I think that that I think that transition's amazing. Like, oh yeah, go 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 from an ex CIA officer to an Eisner Award winning uh, writer of comic books. But yeah, wow. so he's uh, I've uh, done nothing he's, with my life. Other things that he's done too is he did. Uh, do you know the Vision series that Marvel put out a few years ago? Like, yeah, uh, I think the one with one, him. Yeah, and WandaVision was uh, based a little bit on it, and it's like right. he has the 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 Vision family. Uh, mm-hmm. So he did, he did that. Um, and yeah, he's done a ton of Batman. As I said, uh, he also did uh, the, uh, the sheriff of Babylon from vertigo, which is a imprint of DC. Interesting. And then uh, he's also written the Mr. Miracle comics for DC. Nice. So, so yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, penciled by Phil Hester, who did a lot of green arrow work back. I think uh, Tom King's Batman one was pretty divisive. Yeah. Um, at least oh. you want to pull that up. Yep. Was it really? We stand by him in this household. Hey, that's <laughs> if Carl says it, then it, it, then that's that's the case. Uh, just to read the whole comment. Uh, Tom King's Batman run was pretty divisive, but we stand him in this household. You know, I'm I uh, I would hate to be seen disagreeing with Carl. Yeah. Um, and then it's uh, it's inked by Eric Gapster and Jordi Bellet- Belair is the colorist and it's lettered by Clayton Cowles. Um, but yeah, this is like a chapter one. This is supposed to be like the event in which uh, the Gotham and all it's like early heyday glory, how it turned into such like a dark crime. Mm. And it's it's like a few generations before uh, Bruce Wayne's even born. Nice. So like it's I think it's just like great great grandparents are the current like Wayne's of Gotham. Yeah. Um, and then it, I guess the focus. So I, I re- learned this. There's a there's a warning. uh for it for racially offensive language okay 
Wow. Um, in a Batman and, comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it's be well, it's because it takes it surrounds the investigator Slam Bradley, like who is from like the golden era of Batman comics, like way, way back in the day when yeah. like racial slurs and stuff were a little more common in comic books. And yeah. I I I I think what I read from Bleeding Cool is that like they're still trying to capture his character in that time. And I mm. think he's he might just be like a young investigator because obviously he had to have been around when Batman came around if he was in the original Batman comics. Right. Um, man, I'm slouching real bad. I'm sinking into my chair. Hey, man, um, we're here to relax. I want you to be but, comfortable. But yeah, so it's just there. There is that which, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then King said of it that in Gotham City year one, Phil and I will take you on a nor drenched past where the secrets that made Gotham become Gotham, the sins that made Batman become Batman are finally and violently revealed. Oh my goodness. And then Phil Hester, the artist, he said night falls quickly in Gotham city. The shadows cut across guilty and innocent alike. And he feels lucky to be the artist to show you how this city got so dark in the first place. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, the artwork. Um, for this new series. I think it's, I, I wrote it down. I think it's uh six issues. So nice. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I had heard that this, this time of the year, there was going to be just so much Batman stuff and so much DC stuff around that. So he, I mean, yeah. Batman seems to be fucking going wild right now. Um, just with all the stuff that's associated with him. And I, we've talked about this before, just how many Batman stuff is, is coming out right now. But since yeah. you're talking about Batman, we might as well just swing over to yours truly's pool pile. Cause that's yeah, just what do you got right here? Um, like, uh, like I said, I got, uh, issue 128 of Batman. I'm actually behind. I didn't read 127 yet. So this would be okay. nice to kind of shotgun these back to back. Um, I just real quick, I'm a fan of this cover. You got Robin and, and, uh, the other guy standing behind him. <laughs> who's, yeah, who's that? Who's, guy? who's that guy? He's not on like every uh, hat and lunchbox in the world. But yeah, that's that one. And then surprisingly, very quickly after uh, issue number three, we have uh, Ant-Man issue number four. So this is going to be the last one of this run. And uh, I'm sure I'll be talking about this next week. So make sure oh, to stick around right. because... Yeah, I forgot there's only four issues. Yeah, just the four, uh, just kind of capping off who the old Ant Men were, and then introducing a new one that's very far in the future. And they finally uh, introduced the threat in the last issue. So hopefully, this issue is just bam, pow, poo, fighting the the new threat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that one, and this is uh, next one is something I wanted to pick up, but. Uh, my shop didn't have it for a while and just got it today. This is blink number two and then blink number three. Um, yeah, been a big fan of them. Uh, that's that's so our wait. buddy. So, What's oh, up? wait, you you got the first one when it first came out, but you you just now got two and three. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, it does. I'm, it goes like that sometimes. It does go like that. Yeah. I've been a big fan of this, so I'm I'm happy to. Uh, to be able to dive farther into it. I love uh, Hayden Sherman. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, Hayden Sherman. He does the art in this. And man, it just it never disappoints. Um, and then my only number one for the week is this guy right here. And it's called Three Keys. And it's from Ooh. Image Comics. Um, Wait, hold, hold that a little bit closer. That like big guy. 
standing sure. in the back. Trying to get it so there's that there's like no a, glare. Like He's a like a tiger, tiger man. Yeah. yeah. A white um, tiger man. A white tiger man. So here, let me read you the uh, synopsis for this. Um, uh, did the inhabitants of another dimension flee into our reality to save themselves from the terrible wrath of the great old ones or to help prepare us for a final devastating invasion? And what if humanity's only chance against these great old ones is an impetus, mischievous young woman and her sardonic, sardonic, Fur how, furry. How, how do you huh? spell that? S-A-R-D-O-N-I-K. Sardonic? Sure, yeah. Sure. Furry and surprisingly violent mentor. Uh, all questions are asked and answered in the five-part introduction to writer and artist David Messiah's epic apocalypse universe featuring 27 full story pages. So, yeah, um, this looks like it's all done by this David Mess uh, Messina guy. And... Uh, yeah, I, you know, I try to grab at least one number one each week and it's pretty much just based on opening up and seeing if I enjoy what what's in there. And uh, yeah, this this one did the trick for me. So, um, yeah, I'll touch back later with you and let you know how it is. But nice. uh, you and I, we read a, a fair bit amount of comics in common this week, didn't we? We did. Uh, I mean, at least two, three. Three. What is what's the other one? We, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, oh, there you I go. don't because I don't I don't have it on display behind me because it was that's no. uh, it's, it's it's from one of those digital. Oh, yeah, you keep yeah. I thought you were forgetting about a different one. Anyways, let's dive into the one that's sitting right behind you here. You don't have to get it off because I feel like it'll knock down a bunch of things and maybe even hit you in the head. And I'm yeah, really good at noggin. really good at knocking those uh, comics off my little shelf. But we are going to talk about hell is a squared circle. Uh, I was going to say number one, but it's uh, what it's a one shot. Yeah. What Aftershock calls it a uh, it's a one. A, after it's a shock? one shock. No, it's a one, one shock. shock. Yeah. One yeah. shock. Yeah. Uh, I mean, up in the corner, it says one shot, but like on their their page and whatever, I think. They yeah. Said and one, I mean, there's shock. there's been quite a bit of buzz about this. Uh, this comic. Oh, my God. Let's just there. There really has been. But let's just uh, read this inside bit real quick and say that uh, Hell is a Squared Circle is by Chris Condon, who is the writer of that Texas Blood, which I just remembered I was supposed to get issue number 18 today. Um, but my shop just doesn't order it anymore. So I asked them to uh, continue <laughs> to, to to pick that up for me, which is a bummer because that's such a great comic. Um, the art is by Francesco Biagini. Uh, the colorist is Mark Anglis and the letter is Dave Sharp. Um, so let's how do, do you want to explain this comic? Do you want to talk about it? How do you dive in on this? Well, I mean, it's just it's it's everything that was like advertised about it, but just done like so much better than you would have expected. At least that, mm. that was kind of my take with it. It's just I really appreciated all of the uh, the art that went into it and just how much of a tribute it really was to like the old classic uh comics um from i can't remember what like it's yeah i think it's like the golden slash atomic years of comics which is yeah. you know late 40s to mid 50s um but yeah it's it's basically just about a guy who just is every day down on his luck and we get one story in his life where he kind of finally gets to where he wants to be but then like the day he has everything that he like set out to do it all just 
you know, comes crashing down on him again. Yeah. Um, and this, like, it was also just narrated too, like for the most mm. part, like it, what, there wasn't a whole lot of like, there was dialogue obviously, but like mm-hmm. most of the story is told through the narration of the yeah. main character, Ted, the Irish Muska Walsh, um, who, you know, he goes on and takes on a whole other persona and becomes uh what tombstone. Yeah, I believe so. And, and changes his name as well. But yeah, old. he just, he gets, he gets old. Well, it's, let me ask you, let me ask you the most important question. Did you okay. enjoy this comic? Oh, I, I, I rather enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was another one where I was just like, I don't know. My, my wife was probably watching the Kardashian show and I was just like in, in there. She may not have been watching Kardashians. Yeah. That time, I bet she was she, watching Andor. No, she might've been reading like news. Yeah. She was reading but, the news, but yeah. As, some, as so it's just, to do. there's, there's just times where like, we're both just sitting in bed and I'm reading a comic and she's doing what, like her thing for that time. And girls, it, it, I wouldn't call it. I mean, yeah. Well, and girls can read comics too. So I'm, I'll, addicted to brisk <laughs> we, got, we just got a comment from uh good old buddy ethan yeah i mean addicted is a strong word i'm probably honestly more addicted to gears tea that we were talking about earlier but this is like it's rituals are important so this is a ritual we're on the pool box pals and i'm i'm drinking some brisk tea you know and and i'm drinking my brews brews my brews tea maybe one day they'll make a brisk iced tea beer and i mean i really drink it I really do like the the can for this too. It is a pretty American. dope can. Yeah. But anyways, back to hell as a squared circle. I keep calling it hell as a circled square. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I, it's like you selected it. Hell is uh this one. Yeah. So it's a, it's a circled square. Um no, but yeah. Uh and it is just like he has this repetitive circle in his life, but he's also so like boxed in by the, like mm. just his little bubble of a world. And it's just like, he's, he's in a hell among hell. <laughs> yeah, man. I, so I, I did enjoy this comic, but this comic did one of those, one of those things. And this isn't really a spoiler or anything, but, um, that I I'm such like an optimist, I think, by nature of just being like, you know, everyone's kind of just their lives going to go good. Everyone's going to enjoy the ride along the way. And like even like there are some hard times, but like you'll be OK to pull through. And then yeah. I read like a comic like this where it's just kind of like one tragedy or one mistake after another uh, one screw yeah. up after another. And like before you know it, you're just like 17 miles deep into the hole, you know? Um, oh yeah and uh i i yeah i really felt that reading this comic and like at the end i wasn't left with like a sense of like i don't want to say i was left with a sense of dread but more of just like a sense of like i don't know um it's i just felt bad for the guy well and it's just like you know was it condone wrote it yeah Um, yeah he did a really good job of like keeping empathy at arm's length for Ted Mm. or just like you, you understand what he's going through. You, you can feel like his, you know, um, his struggle, uh, Mm. with just who he is, where he wants to be like, and I think that's just like a common thing for people in general 
But I mean, this story, you know, so many comic book stories we get are just like your your protagonist wins at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. this one just totally pulls the rug out from underneath his feet. And it's just, you know, it's it's really it's really sad, but it is just also like a, a truth of the reality that we live in for mm -hmm. so many people. Um, mm -hmm. But no, like, yeah, I I just I really felt for Ted like throughout reading it. And yeah. and yeah. it's just like like all and all the supporting characters, too. I mean, like the amount of amount of like panel time they got, we'll say was just like really on the nose for the character development of Ted. Like there wasn't like okay. too much. It was just like, you got enough detail to like the relational issue uh, mm -hmm. for each, mm -hmm. each of the characters um, to just be like, all right, well here it comes again for Ted. But um, you also just see how so much of that just came back around for him and how like his choices just ultimately uh, crumbled his life. Well, right. And like, I think going back of kind of what you were saying earlier about the idea of the, uh, it being just so narratively driven. Um, yeah. Like I, it's, it's interesting because a lot of comics, it's the panels or the art that I feel like tell the story. And then you kind of, um, you can, exp I don't know. It, it feels like in a lot of comics, the panels, of the art and the words are like going together, but this, it always felt like somebody was telling me a story and it was following it. Does that make sense? The art? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I think you made a really good point there that like everyone was kind of kept at like a distance and even like not just his family, but like his manager and stuff. We never really learned much about the people in his life around him. Um, it's all from his perspective from a pretty yeah. much, and I think that that's interesting, too, because, you know, um, we we know that like and in, in, in what happens for me might not be the exact same thing that happens for you, even though we experience the same thing or at least our memories of it isn't the same. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't I I thought that that was very interesting, especially like the this I the most important thing about the comic was the story because even in the middle there's a time jump and with that time jump it it doesn't it doesn't matter that we're leaving the past behind because it's still a part of the narrative does that make yeah. sense yeah um so like we're not leaving anything in the dust or like whatever it's all literally just like it's the end goal is to tell this story and we're going to do whatever we can to get there does that make sense yeah, and it was an absolutely perfect story for a uh, a one shock from Aftershock. And also, too, with like the aspect of it being narrated, that's just like another like the art was a tribute to old comics. But so so was the narrative. Like mm -hmm. it, was, it was just like if you picked up a comic back in the 1940s and it was, I don't know, say a, a Dick Tracy comic, Got you it. hear you hear a lot of like Dick Tracy, like just narrating the whole mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. And and so that was just like another aspect of it that I really liked because, yeah, like. And I do like this more about the comics we're getting today is just like how much of the story is, is told through just the art simply where like yeah. you have you have your dialogue and, you know, we've talked before about like I don't I don't like when the panels are polluted with dialogue speech bubbles Same. Um, like 
because for me, yes, the picture itself says so much about what's going on. And so when they make the dialogue so concise, like they did in hell is a squared circle and have this like narration that's still just carrying you along. And yes, it did have the feel of somebody is telling me this story, like mm -hmm. watching a documentary essentially. Yeah. Um, it felt very much as like a, uh, a like a, what a, like a, a dramatized documentary. It felt like, yeah. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think I gave it like, 4.5 yeah 4.3 something i have i have a rating system i've shared with you and i just add yeah. those numbers up and divide it by first i divide it by 10 and then i divide it by two no i divide it by yeah i divide it by oh. 10 then divide it by two my goodness yeah. well at least you know your method um i need to start doing uh, or i guess more simply is divide it by 20 but <laughs> well, there you go <laughs> i guess hey we all have our whatever gets you there buddy that's all that matters um yeah. do you have anything else you want to say about this before we move on to something else no i'm i'm good with it man i just uh if if you're interested i i highly recommend anybody listening watching uh go pick up a copy or at least wait for it to come out on digital. And, and if you see it and you have the chance to read it, it's worth sitting down and reading. Um, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> Carl said a nice sweet message that is uh, bagging and boarding and organizing my hall with you all in the background. Nothing. Better. I mean, that's hey. honest. Honestly, that's what everybody should be doing. If yeah, <laughs> go organize your comics. I don't know if you can yeah. see behind me on the table back there, but there's like, I always get this way. I just let so many comics pile up. I usually do it like once a month. So that's like four pools that I have to like all organize. And uh, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But uh, all right, buddy, you want to get on to the next comic, which is uh, the digital one. Oh, um, yeah. Let's oh, let's get into that one. Got a new comment down here from a Mr. Magic Bone. He says, born, um, born, sorry, Dr. Says, Dr. Magic Born. Hey, guys. And he also said, oh, Carl said, not drinking tea or brews, though. So, well, that's fine. Um, you should uh, you should definitely get yourself some teas or brews. Do you have that place down in Lancaster, that walk-in freezer place? And they have a bunch of good beers. But I don't know if you drink. So I'm not going to tell you to go out and drink. But tea is always <laughs> a good thing. Um, I'm a big come, fan come of second. all sorts of tea. But uh, you want to talk about clear, buddy? Let's talk about clear. Um, all right. Um, do you want to look this up? Because I don't know who it's the artist by. I can't remember, but it is written yeah. by. Um, it's by Scott Snyder. Right. Sorry and, to jump uh, on that. No, it's okay. I was the only fact I had prepared about this comic was that Zach, Which, uh, Zach Snyder wrote it. And it's so dark. No, and Scott. Gritty. Scott. Oh, Snyder. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I was making a little but jokey poo. It, it seems to me, though, that everything that you and I have been reading on Comixology is written by Scott Snyder. Dude, we'll see this. I was going to mention this. Uh, I'm for those of you who haven't listened to this podcast in the past. I've currently reading like two comics, uh, Canary and Barnstormers by Scott Snyder. And then you yeah. pointed this out last week that this was available on uh, Comixology. So like I said, those three comics are all on Comixology. And then today... Yeah. I went to the comic shop and lo and behold, there was a comic on the shelf, uh, which was a comicology exclusive, which I guess they just publish stuff now. Um, and it was by uh, Scott Snyder with somebody else. 
This huh. dude is just like all over the all place. over all over comicsology. <laughs> Jeez, and like, but I mean, he's he's all over too. I I have I have quite a bit of stuff written by Scott Snyder. Um, Do you really? Yeah. This yeah. is like the first that I've. Re- I know he's like uh, been on Batman and stuff like that, and he's he's well known in the community. But I'm pretty sure this yeah. is the first thing that I've read by him. Yeah. Oh, this. You mean the comicsology stuff is the first yeah. stuff you read by him? Okay. I think yeah. maybe like. Uh, no, he did do Batman: The Court of uh, Court of Owls. Did he? I have a. Yeah. I have. I have a comic up there that says Scott Snyder on it. So that would imagine no, I, uh, that I have read that one. Court of Owls. I think I'm wrong. Did you ever find the artist for this stuff? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, The artist is Francis Manipui or Manipul. I think that might be the same person that he's doing the comic that I saw at uh, my comic shop with. Um, Okay. Do you know? Yeah, because that name's no, I'm trying so hard and I can't remember what it was. (laughs) Um, I could. I'll. Well, let's talk about this one before we start. We can go down a rabbit hole on uh, Scott Snyder. Um, so, but I guess one of the things too, to point out is that like this one was fully available, like all six issues had, have already been released and it. I think yeah, so this is kind of sh- old, I'd imagine, yeah, but it, it showed up in speaking. like, uh, on my comicsology like recommended list. And mm-hmm. I think that the, the full compilation of all six was, uh, just put into like one digital comic. And that's right. what I, that's what I ended up reading was the one that just took you all the way through. Um, but yeah, it was a good one to be able to like pick up and sit down on like the phone, just like in between. Um, I uh, I really like the, the, the well, I, I just I really like the Stephen King method of just like always having something to read on you. And like, you know, mm. he says, like, you know, if you're writing up an elevator and you have a chance to read a paragraph, read that paragraph, mark where you're at and set it down. Just like always continue to keep pushing forward in what you're reading. And so that's what I like about having like comics in my pocket with my phone. Mm-hmm. That is that I can nice. just pick them up. And so it, I was able to read this one just over the course of the week while just, you know, if I was sitting and watching my kids practice or oh. uh, whatever, and, or just, you know, maybe it was what I was reading in bed. And I just, I just really got drawn into it. It was kind of like a new, a new like detective noir series, like a or more mm. modern one. Yeah. It was and, like a uh, cyberpunk noir. Yeah. And yeah. it just, uh, it's called clear because people who are clear um, are people who see reality for what it is. Mm. And then everybody else uh, in the world, they all wear veils and the veils yeah. let you see the world, how you want to see it. So if you want to uh, see a world full of Jurassic park life, like, well, then that's the world that you can have a veil to live in that world. And right. every everybody has their own. So if they want to live in the old west, they're living in the old west. And mm-hmm. um, and then the main character, um, forgetting his name. Oh my goodness, um, Dunes, uh, Sunny Dunes. Dunes. No, that's not. It's it's not definitely Dunes. Dunes. Is Sammy? But he's made, Sam Dunes. Yeah, Sam Dunes. All right, there we I go. Believe, I believe that's right. Um, he's like this. I, I think he's a private detective. Because obviously he has some scuffles with uh, the uh, the real detectives throughout sure. the, the the series, but I mean they um, like focus on his job for like one panel, like it's they, they kind of like, just they kind of just let you know like this this is what he does for a living, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is. Uh, I yeah, I 
yeah there's definitely times later in the comic where it goes back to like mentioning his job and i'm just like does this man have a job what does he do because it just seems like he's out there just fighting like crime you know um but yeah so uh i i'm glad you recommended this because i definitely feel relatable to you and like how i read this of just like whenever i have a chance of just picking it up and continuing on the story and that's something yeah. that i like just to kind of go off of what you said it's so nice about digital comics about just being able to pick them up and like just go from where you are it's yeah. really nice to like sit down with a physical comic and read that way that's like it's and, you know and smell it too yeah i don't do that much. <laughs> maybe maybe I should you know you don't get your nose in there let's go <sighs> Nah, I mean, I will at some point, maybe during this, I'll give my Ant-Man for a sniff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, I thought that this uh, was a very good allegory for modern times, if that makes oh, yeah. sense. Uh, because like you said, we're talking about this idea of everyone living with a veil over their face or living in the reality that they choose to and not really acknowledging the reality that is um well, and, it, and it's obviously like it's a it's a play on like futuristic social media in a sense well i like, mean fuck it's even a play on like uh instagram filters like i was thinking yeah. about that stuff you know like people have the same or like tiktok like you use the same filters on there and like that's just your world to some degree you know so like i 100 percent believe the reality where like you just uh i don't know it's it i can see how like social media exists now and obviously like it can if it continued to amp up i completely understand how it would like end there you know yeah um but yeah so like the other aspect of it too is obviously with a protagonist has to have something that he's fighting against or going after and so we have dunes going after um kind of i think it's called like uh, the black veil or dark veil like there's uh, the black veil the I black think. yeah or and okay so, so a, i think a black veil is one of those it's a like communal veil is that correct yes okay. and they're not and they're not legal yeah and uh, because the idea of like a group delusion can grow like you know if it would to grow to a certain degree then everyone believes that it's actual reality and would fight they could for it, they could get caught get caught in like a loop of a story and just exist in like a moment forever. Yeah. Um, I will say it, it's, it was kind of, I wish there would have been like a scene, like at the beginning of showing like how a veil works. Um, yeah. Because, and at one point in the comic, you see somebody get a veil and it's like an acid tablet, you know, like it's very small and it's a microchip, but then yeah. in another scene, like, uh, the main character's ex-wife injects herself with one and then also there's like the hub that like how do you say sends out the radio signals for all these things so i was just mostly like extremely curious as to like how all this works you know yeah. um because yeah it's it's it just didn't seem to be like uh this is how you like veil you know what i mean like yeah if it was showing you like I don't know, like some drug story or something like that. You would show them like how they like roll a joint or like cut up their cocaine or something like that. Um, right. I don't know if you can say some of those words on some of the channels that we're on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I think that that definitely could have been done a little bit clearer of just being like, well, what is this thing? But ultimately, all you really need to know is is that some it's something that presents reality in an altered way or something that you know, yeah, you can buy to man, uh, how do you say, to manipulate your reality to be whatever it you want it to be. Yeah, and so uh, and then this is what they said about it when they first advertised issue number one is it just said a sci-fi mystery thrill ride into a strange dystopian future where a neurological internet connects connection is transforming reality, and that's okay. the other thing too with the veils is like everybody's connected to Wi-Fi because mm. of their because of their veils like you know they have to be able to download from the server to. Okay, so I feel like reality. the veil itself would be like something that you ingest, and then like the sensation of it being released into you, like your system would have to be like put in by like one of the big corporations that we see in in later in the book. Yeah, um, I feel like we haven't really explained that uh, Sam Dunes is trying to stop. Um, he 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 loses his wife and he's very confused as to how she died because she his, was working his ex-wife Ooh. His ex-wife um because yes sorry go on no yeah um yeah he she his ex-wife was working with the doc which is like um the essentially the people that oversee a lot of the the veil systems um or like the the fbi of veils kind of thing um, yeah and so she was investigating the black veils and just the idea that somebody was trying to build like a, a very large one. And that's kind of all he knows. So this Ooh. story, we follow him as he un- uncovers the, you know, what his wife, Kendra, I believe her name was what Kendra was up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. And she, I, she, she's behind a lot. Yeah. She was behind a lot of like the, in the, not necessarily the creation, but she was like a scientist who studied, what veils do and she's also trying to uh you know it'll spoil the ending if i I I was just gonna say but it's just like she's she has a purpose and like why she's you know this higher up in this company that uh does study veils and creates veils and she's working underground uh and she has a purpose behind it to create a a a sort of black veil like a massive a massive scale one um my favorite comic book review site, which uh, I don't know if you say it or if you're supposed to just say each individual letter because it's it's something I've read, but I've never heard said, but it's AIPT or maybe aped comics. OK, they the reviewer gave it a 10 out of 10. Oh, there you go. And uh, here here's some of his bullet points, uh, Let's hear it. which I so far I don't disagree with. So it. It blends detective noir sensibilities with slick sci-fi ideas that we crave today. Yep. Um, it introduces the world with a story within the story that's apt. Yep. And, and introduces a cool sci-fi experience with visuals that back it up. Mm-hmm. Can he had one 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 bad thing to say? Which you know, if you have a bad thing to say about a comic, why you know why are you giving it a ten out of ten? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's how that works, but it, he said uh, oh, some some of the nor tropes are there and are a bit obvious, but that's kind of the point. Well, OK, that makes sense. You, yeah, I think so you, if... you could still give it a 10 out of 10. All right, right, Mr. We'll allow it this time. We'll allow it. But next time we're going to take we're going to hack the Internet and take down your review. But uh, yeah, man, I really enjoyed <laughs> it. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, just sitting with the comicsology thing or 
you want to just thumb through some uh, some neat stuff, I would definitely recommend picking up or just getting clear. Maybe they do physical copies. I don't know. But uh, uh, they I mean, I don't think they always do. But sometimes I mean, I had that that series. Uh, we have we have demons and that it was a part. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, and it, I don't know. It, it, it's just it was a crazy thing to say. But yeah, we have was, demons. <laughs> we have demons. Get them um, out of here. But it was a partnership between Comixology and Dark Horse. So Dark Horse released the print copies, and then it's on Comixology as well. So nice. Well, let's just jump back some comics uh, comments that we got here. We were talking about uh, Scott Snyder put out a new comic today, and our buddy in the chair, Carl, uh, said Night of the Ghoul was the one that came out today, and I th- I'm pretty sure you're correct on that. Um, oh, is that, that's 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 one that Carl got. Right? Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Um, I think you're right. My goodness. Well, you'll have to let us know how that is, Carl, because I'm genuinely curious. I, I would pick it up. And that's from Scott Snyder and Francesco Francellia. Um, sorry yeah, if I we... butchered that. And uh, right. while we were talking, Mr. Magic Born uh, let us know that his uncle has a lot of classic comics. He had oh, them nice. graded and they're all 10s and 9.5s. That's very Dang. impressive. That I would is. say I have none of those. So I, I, I definitely, I have no graded comics. You have, you have at least one, right? No, I don't have any. Um, I, thought, I, I have, thought you had one. No, I have like a uh, original Ant Man comic that's really precious, and like a couple signed stuff, and that's it. Oh. Yeah, maybe I should send that Ant Man in, but I'm too scared. But uh, <laughs> so we, uh, man, this 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 episode is just flying by, buddy. Do you want to talk about Eight Billion Genies real quick? Yeah, I guess my first question or the first thing I want to say is a question to you. Let's are you still it. are you still like really digging this series? A billion genies? Yeah. Uh it definitely dropped off a little bit in this issue for me. Um Okay. Mostly because I feel like a something that you and I both really enjoyed was the seeing the wishes in the background. Like yeah. just seeing the random chaos going on of just like randomly you'd see like a giant man in a hula hoop or something like that, you know, like yeah. just crazy stuff going on in the background. And this one, they kind of just set a blank uh, slate for that. They kind of just, they're like, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's a reason for that. That's in the story. Yeah. yeah. Here's, here's what I wanted to say. Um, it, this definitely feels like a new arc. Um, yeah. And part of it is because of the way that the story is telling it. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, 8 billion genies is a comic uh, it is this is issue number five that we're talking about. And it at one point in time, eight uh, billion genies showed up on the earth and offered everyone living one wish. And then some people used them really quick. Some people saved them. But each issue has going in increments of eight. So the first uh, was eight seconds. Second issue was eight minutes, eight hours, eight days. And now we're on eight uh, months, eight months. Yeah. Um, or maybe we might have missed up not seconds or minutes, but you get the the trend that it's going by eight minutes every or eight whatever into the next increments of time. So this yeah. was this was months, right? Eight months. I think, yeah, I think we missed weeks. Yeah. So there's eight eight seconds, eight minutes, eight hours, eight days, eight weeks. Wait. So maybe that's where we're on now. So because then, uh, well, yeah. hold on, let's just look at the end and see because it it ends with saying come back yeah, to you see got, you got uh, the first right eight years. Yeah, eight years. Okay, so, so that means that this was they, eight they, 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 yeah, so this maybe was eight we months. skipped. 
or maybe it was first eight minutes and not eight seconds. Who knows? Um, oh, yeah. No, it was the first. Yeah. Eight minutes was the first one. Was it? OK. Yeah. Well, you anyways, our lovely <laughs> listeners, you're all smart enough to figure out what the heck we're trying to do. But yeah. So in this issue, it's you see a lot more of. um how do you say this in the last issue they talked about how it, there's certain stages of these events that when they happen you kind of have like a chaotic period and then out of that you have like the period of the gods which is just yeah. essentially people who ask for essentially superpowers to and you know they go out and they fight a lot of the crime and they live and they survive until the next thing um but we find our the characters that we've been following the many of them it now separated either in the bar that's you know uh essentially safe from everything else outside and also there's some in a little like uh how, well I, it, there's there's a lot of different degrees of separation there's physical there's emotional there's uh you know it just re spiritual. relational yeah like there's just all these different like god has clearly between. abandoned his people <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I think it's also I think it's also fair to say, too, I, I think I, I posted a, a, along with my uh, capture of my cover, but I think it showed the first, you know, it said like the first eight weeks or whatever as the title mm -hmm. and showed the world and like it was pretty much depleted. There's a big bite out of the side of it. Yep. Um, and uh, the human population was like 500,000. Yeah, let me see if I can look, find it real quick. Uh and the genie population is a bit less. Did the genie pop? Oh, okay. So no, this is oh interesting. So uh, I looked at a different page. I was looking at the uh, first one because this starts with a different. Yeah. Okay. So the human population is fifty million. Fifty million. Okay. Yeah. And then like what the genie is is as significantly less than that. It's four hundred fifty-eight thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say like five five hundred thousand. Um, and those of you who are watching, that's kind of what we're going off of. Um, so the first eight months, it would be like the name of this issue. And then down here at the bottom, it tells well, you like, uh, notice, notice, like it's all barren wasteland now. Yeah. And there's yeah. that chunk that Mark was referring to. Um, but how do you feel about it? I feel like I've just been talking about it. how do you feel about it? You asked me if I was well, still on it. Are you still on it? What's happening? I'm still, right now? I'm still on it. I really like it. And I yeah. kind of, ex I kind of expected it to dip because and it, like, like you said, it, it feels like a new arc, which makes sense with it being eight issues. This is issue five yep. issue four was kind of this climax of wishes. And now we're kind of developing the storyline into what the, the bartender told us of like, you know, there's, it's going to come down to like the last wish. Mm -hmm. um and things getting like kind of rebooted not really restored right. and I, uh but then my other thing i want to say is like i'm my mind is really wondering who took the bite out of the world and i wonder <laughs> i wonder if it was the crime dog and maybe that's where all the crime was at and he took a bite out of crime wow yeah. um that's my theory well i God bless you and God love you for that theory. I don't think it's right. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we'll ever come back to it outside of like maybe seeing it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. But OK, so there's a at the beginning here, there's a uh, little side story that's setting up one of the main character or a character that's introduced in this episode or this issue rather. And uh, we get to see where he comes from and why he made the wish that he wished. And the, he ultimately wished that people would believe in him. And so I think because of that, he ended up being able to lead a colony of people 
Um, and what's really fascinating about this is that it looks like he people in different communities bargain with wishes. So they're like, you know, or he he was going to make a wish. So he because of the how the genies work, they if you're not very clear or precise or if they don't like your wish, they'll they'll kind of alter it. Yeah. Um, but so like whenever they make a wish, they have it's like a long legal document. So they have to, you know, go through all of this text, literally multiple pages on the actual comic book itself. Um, yeah. And then at the end, the genie is just like, all right, whatever. And then like just puts everything back to a certain way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see because he seems like he's going to become the villain. Is that fair to assume? Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Who, so yeah, like, do you I, think there's going to be a bad guy outside of like the genies themselves? Maybe. Yeah, it's just like he's obviously being painted as the villain. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it, it probably will go that that route. But it's also like. Is he going to be the the savior at the end? Oh, maybe. Um, so that that's yeah. kind of the other thing I got out of it with that um, with that character is. Yeah, Do you he, think? He, it, but like, I mean, tradi tradition shows that yes, he he'll he'll probably just end up being the villain. But yeah, here's what I'll ask you: Do you think we will get a satisfying ending for all of the uh, characters that were left in the bar? Um, for those of you who don't know the original story, the original first four yeah. or three issues kind of follow this group of people well, who were all in this bar when this happened. And now, and now at the end of this issue, only the bartender is left. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone or, else. Went no, off no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I think the bartender and like two other people, maybe. Yeah, but Something remember, like remember, uh, Sun Sun Man came back. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you think we'll get a satisfying ending like for all of these people? Do you think we'll see the bartender again? Do you think he'll be the last one left? Or I mean, he already made his yeah. wish, so I guess not. Just being somebody who's read Charles Soule. Um, in just different formats outside of comics, mm. he he ends things very well. Okay. Um, like I mean, I've I've mostly read like Star Wars stuff that he's written, and his he he knows how to finish. So I'm not I'm not too worried about where this comic is going. Good. Yeah. Was, I'm I'm not going to make an inappropriate joke if you don't make an inappropriate joke. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been enjoying the heck out of it, man. It's still one of my favorite comics. I think these next three yeah. issues are going to be. I don't think they'll be as wild as the earlier ones, but I definitely think that they'll be interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be more. Uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be less action packed and probably more story driven. These last three issues that are coming out. Yeah, I imagine so. All right. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you've if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that that's like one of our favorite comics out right now. So um, yeah. you don't have to hear us talk about how much you should be picking. Up. You should be reading it like just the reality is, is if you <laughs> if you if you like comics, you should be reading this comic because it is just so good. Well, and at this point, you know, if you want to catch up and get current, it's probably digital's best way to go or just mm -hmm. wait until the trade paperback comes out in like five months from now. Yeah, so. I would. I'm definitely going to buy this in trade paperback because I think I think that'll just look so dang cool. Yeah. Um, but hey, man, we are rapidly approaching the end of the episode. You want to get in a little bit of uh, that couple old... shout outs? Well, yeah. You want to do a couple shout outs? You want to talk about old yeah, dog? Whatever well, you want to do. 
Well, something something happened for me with uh, old dog, and uh, not it, and so I really liked what I got of it, but mm-hmm. kind of like that uh, was it Aza Aza that you got last week, and it seemed like it was missing some stuff, or like you know it didn't print quite correctly. Yeah, um, that's kind of what happened with me at this issue of old dog behind me. There's, yeah, there's interesting. There's a there's a couple pages in the middle of it where it's like there's some speech bubbles but no words coming out and then the panels below it there's no speech bubbles but there's words and then there's a couple of pages where there's i don't know if it was missing anything at all but it was just like you can kind of pick up the story from looking at it but it also it also seemed a little bit disorganized interesting um we'll have to go so I keep our I, uh, eyes out for this. I, I had messaged image uh like on on their uh like yo, their, what's up? You yeah, up? I was just like hey, yo, image, uh, you up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know exactly what I said, but it was just like I don't know if anybody else had this problem, but like my mine didn't seem like it was complete. <laughs> so yeah. but they just screwed um, up. Did they say but, anything back to you? Uh not yet, no. No, oh, image is busy. So, they, they're probably they, still they got a lot questions about a uh, kick ass or spawn or something. I don't know. Yeah, they got they got a lot going on. So, yeah. Um, um, so they, you, they don't. What do no, you think I, of what you read? Uh, so what I got of it is I, I really liked it. It was a good issue one in the setup of like, OK, here's here's another character kind of down on his luck, <laughs> kind of like the guy from uh, hell, hell, is hell is a squared circle, not a circled square. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna make um, that joke, but like he's get he's giving he's being given another shot to like go out in the field and um, the reviews that I've read of it like all praise it. I I think the average rating for it that I saw on like Comic Book Roundup was like maybe like an eight point nine. Okay, so it was a high eight point something I believe. But so yeah, I'm a. Uh, I guess I'm just kind of looking forward to being able to read the issue completely um and uh see where it goes from there interesting um and then the other thing i got two other ones up top here there we sure. go uh i got uh the roadie here um i'm interested to see where issue two goes because uh issue one was just more of like a i don't know a, like setting up the character like setting mm-hmm. up the main character Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I, I, I get, I get that and like where it's going, but it also just, it didn't really leave much for me to be like hooked on because sure. it kind of, it kind of mentioned the hook like yeah midway through the comic already. And like, that's what it ends on is like, all right, he has to go save the day. And, uh, so I, I just, we'll, we'll see how issue two goes. Um, sure. if, if I keep going with it and then a uh, new think. Oh yeah, how was, was that? Was really really interesting. This one, I know mm. you 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 dropped this, you you quit getting it, but it is just like an interesting take. There's only one more issue left after this one, and this one was like essentially uh, like shamanic type people of the past are telling the people of their time what the future is going to be like. Mm. All, all while like it's showing scenes at the top of each page from like what it's like modernly and then down below what they're going through like while this like sage type person is telling them about what the future is going to be like 
Interesting. So it was, it was a really interesting like concept. It was, you know, so it was completely narrated, but it also switched. Like it was like the same speech given by all these different sages throughout time. Mm. Um, so it, it was probably the most interesting out of all the issues, but for, I don't know, issue number one is still like my favorite of them all. And so I'm interested to see how this last one, uh, will be at, that comes out next month. Right. Um, Oh, so we'll see. I stuck with it. Nice. And you, and, and you didn't. I didn't. I might I might pick up that issue because I'm a big fan of the cover. Um and the the honestly the topic doesn't sound too terrible. Um, yeah. so maybe I'll jump in on that. But uh yeah, I I am trying to think of what comic I want to shout out first, Mark. But uh What do you got? So read end after end number two. This is a story about the, uh, a gentleman whose name is Walt. He dies in the first issue and then he goes to the end after end, uh, which oh. is essentially like a purgatory place where he is uh, thrown into this kind of like eternal battle that's going on. Um, yeah. And I really love the art. I really love the premise of the story, but it's it's really dragging its feet. Um, OK. I'll, I'll pick up issue three, but I hope that that's where it picks up because, yeah, it just seems like, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it, like I said, it just it feels like it's just dragging its feet and has a story to tell, but it kind of wants to spread it out. It's probably going to be one of those comics that like are six issues and it should have just been four or something like that or one good yeah. one shot, you know. But uh, but I am enjoying it. If that premise sounds cool to you, I would definitely recommend jumping on that. Um, next one I want to shout out real quick is flawed number one. Uh, and you were talking earlier about that guy who went from CIA to Batman writing. Yeah. Um, this feels like something that would have been written by somebody like that. The premise okay. is that there's like a psychiatrist and she, uh, people who have been the victim of like serial killers or like, you know, terrible people, the worst of the worst come to this lady for counseling but she also is kind of like a detective. So she picks up on clues based on like the things that the people are telling uh, her about them. And then she goes out and does some vigilante work. Okay. And yeah, so she's she's fighting a guy right now called the Skinwalker. And she finds him in this episode uh, issue and she shoots him and he doesn't die. She shoots him in the head and he just is like, oh, oh. so like and he has a bullet wound through his whole head but he yeah and then so it's like is he like immortal or like what's going on with this world so it's cool maybe maybe his brain is not in his head (laughs) or maybe just like you get shot in a certain spot it doesn't kill you right away but no i can't i can't can't mention uh skinwalkers around my kids oh why there's there's a whole like mythology behind like skinwalker I've never it's, heard of such a thing. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like attributed to like the native cultures that are in my area of America. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> that sounds like uh, something that a psychopath would be interested in. And speaking of <laughs> psychopaths, uh, that Texas blood continues to be amazing. Um, so this is the Red Queen killer on the cover here. That's the name of okay. the uh, the bad guy for this arc, and. Uh, this issue, it wasn't like the greatest in the world, but what was really cool is you got to see like how he waits for people at their house. Uh, there's like a couple of like, 
what he's doing at the house is very much the side story to the main story. And the main story yeah. is something to do with like something else that's been going on in the arc. But in this issue, we kind of just get to see him like break into somebody's house and then like he makes him a sandwich. And yeah. like just to see like how he cuts his sandwich is like really weird. Um, and like he shaves with a razor that he found in the garbage. And it's just like, oh, this guy is like super unsettling. Like not only will he break into your house, but he'll make food with your food and shave with your razor. That's huh. so unsettling. Like I would hate to be killed by somebody who just like went through my pantry. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Um, but just maybe like, you know, good come on. out of your you... come out of your pantry like eating some Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what would be in time, my pantry. Time to die. <laughs> time to die. Crunch, 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 crunch. Um, but yeah, and then uh I hate this place, volume five, uh, or rather issue five wraps up volume one. That's why I was got those words confused. But uh it was really kind of anticlimactic. I knew this was going to be going farther than just one volume. Um yeah. The bad guy was kind of taken care of, you know, the but then a new bad guy was introduced at the end. Um, so it looks like this comic is just going to continue to follow around this cursed farm and the, the couple that lives there and the silly and scary and I don't know, another word antics that they all get into. Um, yeah, and I've I've been enjoying it. I, I don't see myself stopping to pull this unless like it it really dips. It's kind of like it's like it. I was really driving for a long time, and then like it just kind of like it's it's flying right now. You know how like when a plane takes off, off Mark. Have you ever been in a plane? Is it is it is it kind of like a a bird that isn't flapping? It's just soaring. It's soaring. It's very yeah. much soaring right now. So let's hope hope that like everything that came before it is uh is good enough to keep that you know, bird going, but well, speaking keeping, of birds, buddy, we got it. We got a, this bird's got to land. Do you want to, are you ready to land this? I guess. Okay. Oh, so we got, well, we first got, we got, we got one more thing to address from Dr. Magic born. It's the ultimate question of all time, Marvel or DC. And I, I feel like we've addressed this in past issues or uh, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we, at least we both did that exact same fluff up this uh, episode. Um, issues episodes blah 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 right? it's right. all the same uh i would say that dc's characters are better um and marvel is fine <laughs> 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 um i don't i mean i personally i would read more marvel than i would dc but again yeah. i think dc probably has better characters but Thing i is, haven't well, been I'll I'll put it at DC has Batman and <laughs> but even and it's, I guess that's it's, true but it's just like I mean Bat Batman just such an iconic character in the comic book world and sure I, that's just one character from DC that's always going to have like my respect and yeah. really the only DC thing that I read right now when I've picked up other Same. characters from uh, DC recently I just haven't really enjoyed it um, I'm trying like I'm liking sort of Azrael, for instance, but it's also just like it's not a, it's just not as dark and grimy as like Batman is. And like a lot of mm, a lot of DC for me, too, is just like very Superman esque and like he's from Metropolis, which is like a sparkly, beautiful city that, yes, right. also has its crime, but it's not dark and gritty like Gotham. And I feel like more DC characters are more like Superman leaning than they are Batman leaning. And yeah. uh, and 
I feel like Marvel is a good in between between those, you know, if we put Batman and Superman at two ends, I feel like Marvel leans more towards the uh, the Batman than the Superman. Yeah, I think I think it definitely and, tends to, especially with characters like Daredevil and the like, you know? Yeah. And so I yeah, overall, I, I'd have to go Marvel, but it's just like it DC is still just like right up there and and Marvel technically does have all of the uh, uh, Star Wars, you know, and he's got Spider-Man. Um, yeah, so I I do kind of think that they're like two sides of one coin to some degree. I, I guess it really comes down to is that Marvel does a lot better at acquiring and marketing. Yeah, I would 100 percent agree that that is uh, that is correct. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything against either of these guys, but like. Because there are like some really cool stuff. Um, I just on a random note, somehow this week heard about how there, you know, how like there's sword and shield in the Marvel universe and they deal with like sword yeah. is like kind of super powered and terrorist stuff and uh, or shield rather is like all that stuff. And sword is the outer space. Yeah. Um, apparently they have a supernatural element called stake, which I didn't know about. And there's a dumb, dumb Dugan life model decoy on that team. And uh, <laughs> so like in my head, I'm like, you can't you can't get that without every all of the history that Marvel has, because yeah. even like stake is an offshoot of uh, sword and dumb, dumb Dugan is like a howling commandos from the fucking 40s or 50s or something like that. So yeah. like in it in order to tell that story and make it not sound cheap and like contrite which it seems like that would be like an image comic or something like that like that premise of like there's a life model decoy and he's after like uh vampires or whatever but i think marvel is able to tell those stories and build those worlds because it spent so long weaving those narratives and not constantly reboot rebooting like they are now but uh yeah they, you know had a long time of not doing that yeah, they brought in they brought in a, a a lot of a lot of characters to kind of just build their their Marvel kingdom. But speaking of all that and answering that question, we got to land this bird. So uh, again, bird. Uh, thank you to Carl, Ethan, and Doctor Magic Born for joining us today and commenting. Uh, we love uh, having people on here to chat with. So yep. guys, please come back next week, and uh, we'll be back next week. And next week is it? Uh, uh, we're, we'll have a surprise for you. We don't. Well, I don't want to tell we you got, about that. We got. We got a surprise for you. Yeah. yeah, and make sure to uh, to like us wherever you are watching this at. We we really need to up our subscribers and our like count on everything. So if you could help out with that, that would be great. If you know somebody yeah. who's into comics and like you think that they would enjoy this, go ahead and you know send this to them. Yeah, it's just you know, it's got a little word of mouth going on. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Tell your neighbor. When was the last time you talked to your neighbor? Just go outside and just knock on their door and just be like, you like... Hey, have you heard of the pull box pull pals? Box pal? <laughs> and they'll be like, no, get out of here. What are you doing, <laughs> crazy person? Send me an email or text <laughs> message. Um, Yeah, man. Uh, I Oh, and I guess we haven't really done this in a while, but uh, shout out to our buddy, Anthony Blackwell Jr. He continues to let us use this uh, the service that we use to stream from um he's doing some awesome stuff i was watching him do uh the assassin's creed i think it is oh he's yeah doing uh uh he's like live streaming those at night i was watching him do that the other night and i was watching some of his videos so and he's getting like great views so make sure that you yeah. go over there and attribute to those views and, and all that fun stuff 
but uh yeah yeah buddy it's been a this was a real fun episode i don't know how you feel i i I rather enjoyed it are we gonna have anything to talk about next week in a a mutual thing because i think the only thing that we both got was well batman but you didn't even get batman i haven't gotten that yet but you know we'll 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 find something wow or i mean we can also oh wait no yeah we have stuff there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on comiXology (laughs) yeah and uh and i just remembered we're yeah, we're going to be doing something else next week, but I'm going to stop giving away spoilers and teasers for next week's episode. But Sounds make sure good. you come back for uh, issue number 25. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose that time. Yeah, but, uh, end, of the, end of the fifth volume. Yeah, so make sure you follow us on uh, Poolbox Pals, follow Mark at Mad Nerdy, and me at Stoned and Nerdy. And I'm honestly, I'm probably going to change that name in a few weeks uh, or a few days or whatever. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see. But Mark, I have one thing to say to you, buddy. Bye. It's comic, <laughs> baby, or whatever it was. <laughs> it's comics, baby. It's that's comics, baby. That's yeah, maybe that's it should be what our uh catchphrase is. That's comics, baby. Wow. We'll, we'll try it out next week. <laughs> All right. God bless right. everybody. See Bye. ya.